Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash awesome. Just kidding. (laughs) Forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash, we are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back, relax, and thank you for being here. Hey there, Lisa Mustard here. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, which is part of the Psych Craft Network of Podcasts. And I'm so proud to be a part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan of the Shrink Think Podcast and the great work they're doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'd love for you to join me as I interview seasoned and knowledgeable talk therapists to glean valuable insights techniques and tools that you can apply to your practice and your life. Plus, some of my episodes qualify for continuing education contact hours. So be sure to check it all out over at lisamustard.com for all my episodes. Plus, you can get your first continuing education contact hour for free. That's lisamustard.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron and I'm here with my co-host Nathan and we are following up from a previous episode that we were talking about telehealth aka video sessions or video therapy and if you have not listened to that episode I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. We were kind of talking about how it came to be, not like the original genesis of it like computers were developed back in, you know, it's not that, but like kind of some of the the prominence of it through the pandemic and how it's being used and maybe kind of how you can value it more today if you were engaged in telehealth or video therapy. I want to add to that because I think what you're saying there is important, but even while we were talking, we kind of came to some conclusions of different ways that you need to actually be intentional with it. So don't don't assume that like, oh yeah, you did one. I missed that one. I don't care. I already understand it. Eh, Don't assume that. It's worth listening to. Not just because we're awesome, but because we are. In fact, you might benefit from listening to it a couple of times, sharing it with your friends, subscribing. You know, if you're on Spotify or Apple Music, really anything, just give us a review. That would probably help you to absorb the material. Yes, I would like to to give six stars. Five stars is too American. Exactly. Right. (laughs) I think that six stars sounds a little like deadly. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about not telehealth, but actually in-person therapy. And you might be thinking, if you're listening, what's the point? Like, okay, so you go in, what are you going to talk about? Like, how to like lay down on the couch or like, you know, talk about your dreams or no, but we want to talk about the in-person dynamics and how it's different from telehealth or video therapy. So Nate, why don't you get us started? (sighs) 
Well, one thing that I try to do actually with clients, they'll come in like, they'll say something like, oh, do you do virtual or, or in person? And I will say in person because I kind of don't want them to, you know, a person to kind of go, oh, thank goodness you're doing virtual. Let's do that. I try to convince people to come in. There just is a huge difference in attention and integration. And there's a secret sauce that happens inside of the connection that we have one to another as these things that we are called humans. It's like the Chick-fil-A sauce, except it's in therapy. Yes. That's how secret it is. It it is. And I'm not going to talk anymore about it. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Yeah. So um, in person does things that virtual, I think, honestly cannot do. I'll give you one example. On virtual counseling, like on video and Zoom, uh, we learned something in the pandemic, which was people get what they started calling it Zoom fatigue. And the reason why is because you're looking at the person on your screen and you're not having an eye-to-eye contact. Like you just can't, You it cannot happen because the camera is in a different spot. Mm-hmm. So your eyes are trying to to connect to this person, but constantly has to, they have to give up. It's like your brain is giving up that connection. It's, it would be like an internet connection that's spotty where you're just not quite, and so your brain after a while just got exhausted. Like we were getting tired doing doing this all day as therapists when we normally wouldn't like, like if we were to about the, yep. with what'd you to the, I was, I, it's a, okay, we'll stop annoying you. <laughs> Cause I, right. I know you're annoying. Like five seconds. Of I'm already right. annoyed. <laughs> I had that earlier today in my meeting. I don't need more of this on the podcast. Well, and that's the other thing too, is like, there is, we are not in six G for example, yet, you know, like where it's, where they're, they're going there. And I say that because we still have these connections that for whatever reason, just the video will just do that. And Look free. It's usually something like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, know, you need to get on video for that. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I know, I know what I'm saying. The people need to see that. Yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah go to the YouTube channel to watch that. You know, to that point, I know this is about in person. I mean, that's why I've got my camera situated to where my laptop, it's like right above where my camera would be. So that wherever I'm looking on the screen to see the person, I've got my camera close by there. So if my eyes are a little bit lower, it's somewhere close. And then sometimes I won't even look at the screen. I'll look at my camera as though I'm looking at another person. It's just I'm looking at this camera, right? Because you can tell if you're the other person, if you're the client, that I'm looking closer to where that is. And you feel a little bit more connection. But yeah, it's not the same as when you're literally like right now I'm sitting mm-hmm. across from you and I'm looking directly into your eyes, I can see all of your facial expressions, your body posture, all that kind of stuff. And I, okay. So I know a lot of folks will do this. Like therapists will do EMDR virtually and I'm not anti that for me. I've had a few sessions of EMDR in person with, with clients where um, they have all of a sudden gone into the fetal position on the couch because encountering some kind of memory or emotion and they let themselves go and just started crying really hard. Virtual, if I was doing EMDR virtually, which is completely possible, I personally as a therapist get nervous about if, I mean, if the person were to do that, I would just not see them. They would just disappear and I wouldn't know like what I can, what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what, if there's something, what are we call emergency services? Like what happened? Is this EMDR related? Is it something totally different? Like a freaking heart attack. Anyway, there are, there are limits. So there's treatments in person that I will 
I could see that you can evaluate. There's certain situations with EMDR where I, I would, I know I would be comfortable doing them, but then there's the times where maybe not. And so in person just takes that all off. Like you, you don't worry about that. You're making more your clinical decisions, just like you always would, you know? And I also think too, prior to the pandemic, because one of the things we talked about in the other episode, other episode, yeah, is the convenience factor. And my, my pushback to that is, well, you could make it before the pandemic. I mean, it was all, you know, all, did your life change like in your car so dramatically or in your house? No, it's more like you experienced the convenience and you're like, oh, that was really convenient. I don't want to go back to, you know, the inconvenience, quote unquote. And it really was not an inconvenience. You made it work. You prioritized it and you never called it inconvenient or maybe occasionally you did, but you were like, it's worth it. This is what I do to get to my therapy appointment. Right. But when you eliminate that on telehealth, now, all of a sudden, going back in person, it's this thing that was normal, that was considered like worth it or just part of the, you know, it's baked into the cake. You're calling that part of it inconvenient and you're trying to dispose of it and get rid of it, which is actually, in a certain sense, devaluing the entire process. Because there is something to be said for, for example, getting in your car and driving to the appointment, preparing yourself mentally, thinking about like mm-hmm. having a little bit mm-hmm. of time and space to think about. What are we going to talk about um, if you haven't already decided that? Uh, and then afterward, having a little bit of a debrief or like, OK, what just happened? What do I need to synthesize and integrate from that appointment into my my mind or into my mm-hmm. life and then transition into the rest of my life? It's like a little buffer and insulation on either side of it. That's actually quite valuable. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that that I've several clients I've had do that come in in person. I mean, I don't make i can't make anybody do anything but then these situations i haven't even necessarily said you should do it but they'll like go out after a session and walk around the building in the parking lot i'm obviously that's in the summer because portland but in that just that time of being able to kind of like walk through something and then before you get in your car can be really helpful and i would say i would say honestly 50 percent of the people coming in are thinking about what they want to make sure that they understand they need on their drive in be like okay it's like they they now have a routine like okay i'm getting the car what's been going on i got a 20 minute drive i'm not going to listen to the radio or listen to anything i'm just going to try to understand what what's going on in my own head so i know what to do so that space is a big deal and it kind of naturally occurs a bit more when you're in person i think yeah exactly i've got a colleague dr rangier he's a psychologist from india he actually i was talking with him about this before we were recording and he's like oh yeah i could you know, share a couple of things about this. So um, I guess I we, let's like bring him on and ask him just a couple of questions about like what it's like in terms of like going to these appointments, being in person and what that's like in a different country. So, well, I guess I'll just ask him, Ranjir, what do you, what do you prefer having gone through both? Like, are you more of an in-person therapist? Oh, you're a psychologist. That's right. You're a psychologist. Do you do stuff more in person? Do you stuff equally telehealth or and do you have a preference? Yes, first of all, I would like to thank you for having me on your show. It is quite an honor to be here. I really like the content you guys are putting out. I really like uh, how informative and also entertaining that you guys are on this podcast. So oh, thank you. Thank so you. thank you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having it. It's really great. Really kind of you to say. Yeah, I'm actually more of an in-person kind of a therapist. Uh, 
In India, we are walking to our appointments. Uh, this is great because you have time to move your body. And when your legs are moving back and forth, it is kind of like you were talking about EMDR before. It is like simulating this bilateral stimulation, which is good for the brain to process information. It is very helpful in getting you prepared for the session. Your mind can be clear and be processing all the things that is happening in your life to prepare you for this therapy appointment. And then afterwards, you can use that time where you are walking from the appointment, getting fresh air, where your body, your brain can be absorbing all of this fresh breeze, this wind that is happening in your face. Yeah, okay. So um, do you really even use technology? very much like when it comes to uh video like we do the phone thing here i know that i know that you do i know that you have phones don't get me wrong of course yes, you of do. course we have telephones right right i don't i don't cellular phones and people have smartphones yes is that how most of the telecommuting happens like most of the virtual appointments would happen that way or would, they, would a person be at their own own place where they live doing it people are most likely going to be by their computers it is not as common that people will be on their uh, devices, like in their cars or going up for a walk. They are more likely to be somewhere that is private because they want that information to be uh, very kept secret. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, and that's what in-person does. In-person provides privacy, kind of more in a guaranteed way. Right. I, I mean, there's something to be said for when you leave where, like your office or your home or whatever. And you go into somebody else's office, you know, a counseling, like a clinic or whatever. And then you're in this room, the door is closed. And like you're in this space where like, I mean, when we talk about confidentiality, we're really talking about in this in-person space, everything is sort of housed there. And that's actually, I think, quite important because when you're doing telehealth, if you're in your car, your office or wherever, your home office or whatever, it's kind of like sometimes that difficult material like if you're working through something painful or difficult there's something actually really great about being able to leave it in the counseling office and then to you know go back into your life it's kind of like i know sometimes we'll talk about having people leave that difficult material here just imagine mentally that it stays here so that you can get a break from it and then come back to it in the next session uh dr Ranjir, is that something that you've experienced or i guess i mean what's your take on that yeah, I think that is a very good point that you are bringing up here. There is a compartmentalization that can happen when you come to the therapy office. The things you are talking about have a different quality to them because they are not in your space. They are in the space of the therapist. And so when you are discussing your trauma or your stress, your anxiety, your depression, these things take on a new meaning that you and your therapist create together that is unique and, and different to that relationship that is in person that you cannot have over video. So when you leave, it is like you've unpacked some bags and lightened your load, whether it is emotionally, mentally, physically, because your body contains it. You leave it in the office, you unpack those bags, and then you walk away lighter. It is a great benefit to in-person therapy, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Peter Levine actually talks about, he calls it the felt sense in the book, Waking the Tiger. Great book. It's, it's this idea that, I think he uses the example where if you're walking through the forest 
and something changes in it and you're totally by yourself, you feel it. You just feel like, and you might even stop and go, okay, what just happened? You can just feel around you like the stuff that's going on. You can't do that in a virtual way. Right. So when you're, when you are in person, you are sharing a felt sense. You literally can feel like the stuff that's going on in the room. Each one of you is a, is client and therapist. And that is something that is huge. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not like, well, that's okay. I'll sacrifice that today, partner. Like, no, that's not, that's not a good move, bro. Right. Right. And Dr. Rangier, you're out of time. Thanks for being here. I just want to let you move on to your next, your next meeting here, but I just want to say thank you for being here. We'd love to have you on our show. That was again. great. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. It is quite an honor being here. I really, again, appreciate the work you guys are doing and keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks. that. So um, back to this point that you were making about the in-person, there's like a vibe or a, I hate to use a word like energy, um, but it's like this relational thing. I, and, you know, you could talk about like mirror neurons, all that kind of stuff. You could. There's something that that does happen when I'm in person with somebody and they make a little shift. I can't usually see it on video, but there's like a shift, whether it's in their body or the kind of the energy changes. I can see some things on their faces, like all these things that are happening that I'm gathering as a therapist. And then I start feeling it. And I'm like, what is that feeling? Right. Oh, what's this? Oh, is there like, I think there's disappointment or, oh, you're feeling there's some shame that entered the room. Right. I can feel that. And then I can speak to it. This is the huge benefit of therapy in general, but also in-person therapy is being able to bring that stuff and then mirror it back to your client so that they can see and be reflected or see their reflection in what you're presenting back to them and then interact with that, interact with, well, essentially with themselves a little bit better or have some greater awareness about themselves. Yeah, that that is probably the entire an entire piece there because, you know, I don't want to denigrate virtual counseling like entirely. I'm not definitely not doing just, it. It definitely serves mostly, its purpose. Just, just not entirely. Yeah, just, just mostly. mostly. <laughs> Well, I, probably my inch of its <laughs> Come here, virtual counseling. Come here. Break the wrist. Walk away. <laughs> my interesting thing about that is, so I had a person that I was meeting with. I'd met with them as when they were a kid, and then they re-entered therapy as an adult, but virtually because they mm. were they were in a totally another country. And it was one of those things where that literally I was allowed to do it because it was COVID, because the insurance stuff had left down and there was a military situation involved, which the, everybody was okay with. It was kind of weird that it got okay. It was like, I don't know. I guess you could call it once in a lifetime. But we're doing the video thing. Okay. I had not seen this person since they were a kid. So now I'm seeing them for the first time and I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of weird. So then, um, anyways, time goes by. And he comes in after probably two years of doing video stuff now and then. And I've seen him for the first time and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting to see how I feel about this. Like, is it still going to feel so awkward? And it didn't. I was like, oh, okay. Like, it just was like picking up where we left off type mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And so that connection definitely can exist um, virtually. It's just that when you're doing in person, the experience of it actually adds an entire other element that I feel like a lot of people are so willing to sacrifice. And it's like, don't, don't do that. 
Yeah, I'll give you an example from my own experience with my therapist during COVID. I saw her mostly video and actually entirely video. And I remember the first time that I could go in person and it was like, oh, I, I can actually meet you in person. And I did. And like one of the things was like, oh, like you're taller than I thought you are. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that's different. Right. Because you just don't see any of that. But then it was also it's interesting. I noticed um, my communication changing or shifting from the video from being a little bit like one directional. And it's not like I was just talking the whole time, but it's, it felt more like I was talking at a screen versus when I was sitting across from her, it was more like, Oh, now I'm talking with a person and we're having like this dialogue. It just felt so much more different. And obviously it is different, but I guess the thing I'm getting at is I thought telehealth was good and it was helpful. And I was like, this is, you know, this is great enough to keep doing it for quite a while. But then when I had this in person, I was like, oh, oh, this is even better. This is way better. It's kind of like if you just relegate yourself to the lower, the lesser, you know, if you have a choice, obviously we're talking about if you have the option, right, between the two, telehealth is great, but in person is way better. It was a significant difference because of that relational element that had an impact on me. And then all these things we're talking about, like the time, because she lives you know, 30 minutes away from where I am or the office is 30 minutes away from where I am. So that time gave me some time to debrief. And that whole experience was just far superior. I think of it like a person, if you picture like a lake and there's a dock and you virtuals, like you're out at the end of the dock, mm. you can see the entire lake beautiful. and it's beautiful. It's great. And you can sit there with your, with your legs kicking over back and forth as you like with in person, it's more like you can get in the lake, feel all of what that feels like. And you can also get back out or hop in a sailboat or a, another a motorboat, right? And travel around the edges and see more of the contours of the, the outside of the lake or whatever. Right. So from different just, angles, just a, just a little metaphor analogy. You for can me. like see the sun from the other side because it's behind you. Yeah. From the dock. You could go to the store that's by the lake. <laughs> get a true. little ice cream but then you're sandwich. you're more money and you're gaining weight. <laughs> So maybe in person isn't as, <laughs> as great of an experience. Oh, my in person is going to cause you to spend money and gain weight. Like right now you're virtually experiencing this and you're like, thank God I'm not there. But we are, we are in person <laughs> and experiences. You know what, guys? Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 